Good morning. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Jerry Klein. Thank you for joining us this fine morning on Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting from the Mustard Seed in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we just had our prayer intentions. Father Tim Cohn is with us. Good morning. You're the mystery voice that said all those (laughs) prayers. They all now know who you are. But before we get into our straight talk, I wanted to remind people that that is coming up here in just a few minutes. But I wanted to chat with Father Tim Cohn first (laughs) before we put him in the hot seat. It's only polite. (laughs) I appreciate it. (laughs) Father Tim Cohn, you are the newest priest in our diocese. So congratulations and thank you for answering the call. Thank you. How has it been so far? Oh man, it's it's uh, it's been a whirlwind. It's only been five minutes. But. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, it's been such a beautiful gift. Uh, uh, I mean, it's hard to. Even, I mean, God's so good. You know, he, yeah. he's never outdone in his generosity, and uh, I, I'm experiencing that firsthand. You know, yeah. every every day, um, and it's yeah, it's been a beautiful gift. Well, and for those that might not know uh, Father Tim Cohn, uh, people out in Rapid City might be excited to be hearing from you also, <laughs> because you actually grew up out there. That's right. Yeah, I spent the vast, uh, or the probably the majority of my life out in Rapid City. My folks were in the Air Force, uh, and they ended up retiring out there. So uh, I know your mom was on the radio just before me here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known her since I was a little kid. Yes, she was telling <laughs> stories of you before before the show. Uh oh! (laughs) (laughs) I know, Father Tim. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Father Tim, uh, I was privileged to be uh, at the parish where you are now, the associate pastor, St. Michael's in Sioux Falls, and uh, I loved hearing your vocation story yesterday as you were preaching. That was great. Um, I just think about the grace that comes with ordination, Mm -hmm. and and that kind of launches you into this world. Uh, in such a powerful way yeah yeah you're you're absolutely right i mean nothing uh you know you you talk about these things you learn about these things in seminary but nothing prepares you for actually going through it you know mm-hmm. uh and the, our lord's alive you know <laughs> i'm seeing this firsthand yeah. on a daily basis and it's absolutely beautiful yeah <laughs> wonderful so thinking back um i've interviewed several priests that, you know, it's their first year being a priest, um, going through the ordination. And I always find it interesting to hear um, about the ordination, either the diaconate or the priesthood ordination. What did, was most striking and unexpected um, hmm. for you during one of those? Yeah, I would say uh, during, the, during the priesthood ordination, what really struck me was how almost ordinary it felt. Uh, I mean, there, there wasn't any major affective movements in my heart. You know, it just felt so normal. And uh, But what blew me away was when the priests came up one by one. I mean, there were, what, I don't know, a hundred and some priests that were there. Uh, and they came up one by one uh, to give the sign of peace to me. And just mm-hmm. the joy on their face and just you know, welcome to the priesthood, welcome to the presbyter. And just like feeling the, the, the fraternal, the, the love of God through my brother priests. That uh, just moved me to tears. Uh, it, it was beautiful. <laughs> and every priest I've ever interviewed has said the same thing. Oh, I no just kidding. find that so interesting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate you uh, you joining us for the prayer intentions. And soon we're going to be heading into... Oh, right there we are. 
That noise, folks, means it is straight talk time. We are here. It is 9.30. Every day at 9.30, we have a segment called Straight Talk where you get to call in with questions you might have for a priest um, or anything on local events or something about the Catholic world. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. You can also submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Are you nervous? Slightly. <laughs> Jerry's here. Don't worry. There's no wrong answer. Jerry's here. <laughs> I think Dr. Bergwald would disagree with oh, you. Well. Yeah. I think you're right. And the bishop. <laughs> All right. Then the, then the answer, if you don't know, is I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. We'll do, you're allowed to say that. <laughs> Again, this is Straight Talk. Our number is 877 now, I think it's interesting because each priest has his own personality and his own uh, charism, I guess you could say. Uh, what have you found to be your niche? Uh, or have you found one? Yeah, yet? you know, one, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things uh, I love, uh, I love intercessory prayer. Uh, so I was actually kind of tickled when uh, when the folks with uh, Real Presence Radio asked me to, uh, you know, to kind of jump into that intercessory prayer part because that's something that I've found uh, just hugely fruitful. It's, uh, I mean, people have come up out of the works, you know, that just, hey, Tim, will you pray for me? Or they're just being moved by the Holy Spirit just to pray with people on the spot. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's just been really, really powerful for me wow. uh, and fruitful to see. And then, you know, by God's grace, seeing prayers answered, Sometimes immediately, you know, I like I've encountered some powerful, powerful moments in prayer uh, uh, that have just kind of rocked my world, you know, yeah. and you're like, wow, this is real. You know? <laughs> God is absolutely real and every single prayer makes a difference. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's been kind of nice. It's uh, you can't go wrong with any form of prayer, of course, but uh, that spontaneous prayer, the, the ability to, in a sense, let the spirit move you. Uh, uh, to provide the words, it's it's mm-hmm. what it's what the gospel tells us, right? Don't worry, the the right. words will be provided to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, that was just in uh, uh, the mass readings the other day. Uh, you know, one of the things that struck me when I was kind of uh, I was praying once in the, at the seminary uh, just during my holy hour, and I read, I can't remember exactly where it was, um, but there's just the slightest little snippet uh, in in the gospel where it said, "And they laid him, uh, they laid them at his feet, mm-hmm. and they were healed." Uh, and that just really struck me that it's like, okay, so how do I pray? Well, Lord, if people are in need of healing, Lord, I'm just going to ask, I, I'll, I'll say like, you know, Lord, Heavenly Father, I'll lay this person at your feet. And then my internal desire is like with the expectation, Lord, you're going to heal them because that's what you said in the scriptures, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's been beautiful. Yeah, and the and uh, I think maybe you're referring to the paralytic that the friends mm-hmm. brought to him. So we should never be afraid to be praying for other people, to mm-hmm. be bringing those needs uh, uh, for others to the Lord. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Well, and if you're just tuning in, this is Straight Talk. It's our segment where you get to call in with questions that you might have on the Catholic faith or any current events. Um, and Father Tim Cohn will try to answer them for you. His Our number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So we're talking a little bit about intercessory prayer. Um, 
one of the falsehoods that people believe about the Catholic Church actually deals with intercessory prayer. Mm. Um, what's the number one thing that people say um, they don't believe in being Catholic? Oh, because we pray to the saints or we pray to Mary. Right. Uh, Worship her. Right, right, right. Rather and uh, you know, rather than going to God. And and the biggest uh, uh, or one way that I had it explained to me was like you know. Uh, we we've got we got friends in high places, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Tap into that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, and it's not that uh, you know we we don't pray to them. I mean, they're 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 not God, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but uh, we believe in the communion of saints, yeah. and, and not only that. I mean, just like you would ask your neighbor for help with something, you know. What, uh, but you know, let's say you uh, mm-hmm. had a uh, an illness in the family, you know, and family or uh, neighbors come over to make you meals and that kind of thing. Uh, in a, in a certain uh, uh, in a certain respect, it's kind of like that w- with the angels and saints. They they have already made it. You know, mm-hmm. they're with God in heaven. They see him face to face. And so why not ask for their help? Yeah. Uh, and especially with the blessed, uh, our, our blessed mother, I mean, who knows the heart of a son better than the mother? Mm. And this is our blessed mother yeah. who knows the sacred heart of Jesus. So of course I want to go to mom to ask for help. Well, you know? yeah, she's the one. She's the one who launched his career, so to say. You know, do what he tells you. Yeah, and right. he's like, no, mom, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm not woman. Ready. <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> I love this whole concept of the communion of saints, Father, because it's uh, it, it it just ties us all together, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, we and we know we are tied together. So when people die, uh, we pray for them. So that right. they become a part of the communion of saints, mm-hmm. with the hopes that they're going to pray for us mm-hmm. uh, while we're still on earth. It's just a, I think it's a beautiful uh, image uh, yeah. that we can hold and, well, and, I think and so, trust. I think so often people, you know, when a loved one passes away, it seems like a, f- a finale, but really they're becoming fully alive. And I think we mm. tend to forget that part, you know? It's <laughs> well, like, we get caught up in our own grief, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, yeah. It's well, very that's human. A, yeah, we're, we're, we're pilgrims on a journey. We are citizens of heaven. That is our final end. That is what we're going for. That even, even if we were to be given everything to us here on earth, this isn't our final end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is not what we're made for. We're here to accomplish what uh, what our Lord desires for us with the end goal in mind that we would reside with him forever in heaven. Absolutely. Well, you're listening to Straight Talk. We're talking with Father Tim Cohn. I'm Heather Caro, and Jerry Klein is my co-host this morning. Um, if you have a question or would like to join in on the conversation, please give us a call, 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877 0122 or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook and if you want to change the subject you sure can <laughs> you are in control you can ask whatever you want well, I'm going to take I'm going to fill uh, follow up just once on uh, because it fits with what the way you ended your homily yesterday mm-hmm. uh, and I almost took it as in a sense maybe your mission statement as a priest and Ooh. that is to help the people you serve get to heaven Absolutely, I love that. I love the way you said that. I thought yeah. that was uh, you couldn't have a better mission statement as a priest, right? Right, right. Yeah, I said this right at the end of the homily. I basically said, you know what? Why am I here? Why am I here with you guys? And the thing is, I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven, and I want to bring as many people with me as I can. And, and that's that's that we are all part of the body of Christ. When when Jesus looks at us, he sees all of us as. Or when God, the, the Father looks at us, he sees us all as his beloved son. 
and and so we're, we're meant to be in communion with one another mm-hmm. uh, when one suffers all suffers when one when one uh, celebrates joy we all celebrate joy this is the beauty of our faith and the fact that we need each other to get to heaven I mean mm-hmm. this is not a one-man show here mm-hmm. or one woman show mm-hmm. Heather <laughs> Thank you. that's Thank why you. she has a co-host <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right <laughs> complimentary thanks be God. <laughs> yeah absolutely well, if you have any questions, the phone lines are open, 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. You can submit questions on Facebook. We're talking with Father Tim Cohn, our newest priest in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, one question I had for you, Father, um, is I think as humans, we tend to forget about our guardian angels. Mm-hmm. Can we discuss guardian <laughs> angels a little bit? and? and you know, what do you think God's purpose of giving us? I mean, can you think about that? A angel to follow us around. How boring <laughs> would that be? But, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Can we yeah. talk about that oh, a little yeah, bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is what's beautiful is every, uh, well, this is the thing. You're never alone. Anyway, yeah. each person has been given a guardian angel to protect them, to guide them, to look after them with one mission, and that is to get them to heaven. And uh, and so what they they inspire you with heavenly thoughts. They help to protect you uh, from uh, uh, from temptation. I mean, they they're always there. And a, a beautiful practice is uh, to pray in thanksgiving for your guardian angel. Uh, you know, there's so many saints, Padre Pio being one of them, who uh, had encounters with his guardian angel or actually saw his guardian angel. Uh, uh, so many of the saints recognize the power of their guardian angel. And you know, now that I think about it, one of the most beautiful things that you can do uh, is Eucharistic adoration. Because what the angels were made for is union with God and to get you to heaven. And so there you are in front of Jesus Christ himself in adoration. And your angel is doing exactly what he was created, what they were created for, protecting you and getting you to heaven. And it's coming together in one spot right there. I have never thought about that. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Wow. Yeah, and not only that, what it's not just... What a gift for them. Yeah, and it's not just people. You know, I mean, there's dioceses that have guardian angels, you know, and, and uh, uh, countries and uh, uh, all over the... I mean, priests, uh, those who are consecrated have uh, guardian angels given to them. Uh, you know, St. Faustina talked about seeing the guardian angel for, for the diocese uh, uh, when she was on a train. I can't remember where she was traveling from. Uh, so it's like all of the saints give us insights into, you know, the, the, the spiritual realities that are present. Yeah. Well, if you want to join in on the conversation, our number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions you have on Facebook. So if God gave all these angels for all of these different purposes, we must be in a really treacherous world. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you could say that. On one hand, you could say that. But on the other hand, you know, where sin abounds grace abounds all the more you know so uh i mean we're uh, our lord tells us you know it's it's not going to be easy you know i mean suffering is going to be a part of the life i mean just living your faith sets you up in opposition to the world which means people are going to hate you well number one if you're following our lord satan hates you great thanks be to god you know uh (laughs) But <laughs> and to remember, that's a good thing. That's You're a right. Good yeah. thing. Good. That's a good thing. But it's notice good. that he first hates God, not you. You know what I'm saying? And you sure. represent God. Yeah. Uh, but 
it's not a fair fight. This isn't a battle between two equals here. You have God, the infinite creator of everything, and a creature, Satan, who desires to you know tear us down and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's one of those things like the, the, the power of God, the power of even the saints, and what's given even to each of us as baptized members of the body of Christ, the power of God himself that dwells within us. Uh, that power compared to the forces that are out to destroy us, mm-hmm. that power is inconsequential. You know, like, I mean, Satan in his most powerful form is nothing <laughs> compared to the power, infinite power of God. And we forget that. Yes, absolutely <laughs> we do. And I'll be the first one. I forget it at times, you know. <laughs> or, th- or that the victory's already won. Right. Yeah. You know, yes. we, we get in the midst of our suffering, and, and then I don't, sometimes we don't know what to do, do we? Right, right. You know, it's, uh, it seems things seem absolutely insurmountable, but one of the things that I always go back to is all things work for the good for those who love God. Mm-hmm. All things, including perceived defeats. Yeah. And our Lord permits even, even perceived defeats in what's going on so that the end goal can be that much sweeter. And it's not that we... Um aren't going to suffer, as you said. Right. Uh, and I think we forget that, too. That's, mm-hmm. that's got to be part of the journey. We just have to look at the cross, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, true love is going to involve suffering. Talk to any married couple. You know, I mean, talk to, I mean, those that have families, like you're, you're going to go through tumultuous times. That's just a given. But what do you do in those moments? The beauty of our faith is we can recognize what, what uh, 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 was it, St. Paul told us, uh, I make up for what is lacking the suffering of Christ for the sake of his body, the church. And, and the thing is, is not that Jesus wants us to suffer, but that our Lord wants us to participate in his salvific act for the whole world. Mm-hmm. When we suffer and when we unite our sufferings and our struggles with Christ on the cross, we participate in the very redemption of the world. Wow. So when my mother used to tell me to offer it up, <laughs> that's really what she was talking about. That's Don't exactly waste it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really what we're talking. I mean, it's not a trite line. That's right. Some, mm-hmm. My mother was not a theologian, and mm-hmm. yet I think there's some there's some depth to that. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I grew up the same way. And uh, you know, there are times that my <laughs> I love I, Dad. I love you if you're listening. <laughs> but he would say, you know, offer it up, offer it up. I'm like, Dad, you say it again. I'm gonna offer you up. You know. <laughs> But recognizing the beautiful and powerful gift that this is, redemptive suffering. Absolutely. Well, we're having a great conversation, and we would love you to be a part of it. We are on Straight Talk. Father Tim Cohn is joining us this morning to answer any questions that you might have on faith or current events. The number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Well, and this is a discussion that came up um, frequently, and it's in the headlines, um, but basically the suffering of someone who is dying. Mm. Can we talk a little bit about how we can use that for good? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Every bit of suffering united to Christ is powerful, is efficacious. It actually does something. And this is something that I've, I've encountered even in my own life that uh, uh, oftentimes when people ask for prayer or, or, they, or even being with, with folks, I mean, uh, I love being with people in the hospitals. It's one of my favorite. It's been uh, so rewarding for me to see because you see the power of Jesus Christ at work in a very tangible way. Uh, so when people are, are dying, 
uh, it's like the uh, it can seem at times like the ultimate battle for their soul. You know, uh, there's so many temptations that can get thrown at you right at the end of your life. Temptations to despair, lack of faith, all of these things or the isolation like you're all alone. And that's where Satan wants to get you. But when you recognize that you are sharing in the passion and the death of Jesus Christ at that moment, well, what comes after that? The resurrection. And so knowing that how hugely powerful those prayers are, when it's hardest to pray, that's when your prayers are most powerful. Oh, and it's wow. something that's so easily Say forgotten. That again. When it's hardest to pray, that's when your prayers are most powerful. Wow. I love it. Yeah, I like that. I think I that's it. and I think it's probably true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, for those of us that are a little bit older, Neither of which includes you. Uh, <laughs> He's looking at Father but, Tim. But, <laughs> but you, you, you know, you do get to a point in your life where you can look back and absolutely see that that's true. Mm. You I know, say, you, you, yeah. you, you, you know that that's true. So to use our life experiences. It can also be helpful to us, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Everything that you've gone through, you know, our Lord can write straight with crooked lines. You know, sure, you make bad decisions you, or you, you, you turn to sin. I mean, whatever the circumstances are, turn back to the Lord and our Lord is going to use it. He's going to use every aspect of your life to, to make himself known and loved to, to the whole world. Mm-hmm. Well, we have our first question. If you have a question, there's still time for you to call in with a a question. Question, question, question. (laughs) (laughs) Give us a call, 877-795-0122, You can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Our first question this morning, St. Francis de Sales talks about living as if our body was already in the tomb and our soul in heaven. Is there something to living with the reality of death at the forefront of our mind? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's a famous phrase, uh, a memento mori, uh, remember death. Remember that you're going to die. Uh, One of the biggest, uh, that'll help you keep grounded in the present. One of the biggest traps that that Satan will try to throw at you is, uh, is to think to the future or to think to the past. The past is already gone. Uh, I mean, it doesn't exist. I mean, we entrust the past to God's mercy and the future to God's providence. Uh, and what Satan, you know, procrastination could be so deadly mm-hmm. uh, because Satan wants to tell you, oh, you can become holy tomorrow. J- just wait tomorrow. Go to confession tomorrow. Go do this oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Knowing tomorrow's not guaranteed. Right. But what we have right here, right now, dear listeners, Jesus Christ, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, you are being given every grace that you need to accomplish our Lord's holy will, to get through whatever you're going through right here, right now. God is with you and can get you through anything. Uh, and, and this is what we forget about. And so remembering that you're going to die, well, how am I living? If I'm living the way I ought to be living, uh, following the precepts of the church, doing what God asked of us, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself, if I'm living this way, well, then I don't fear death. Mm. You know, like if I, if I were to find out that the world was coming to an end tomorrow, cool. Thanks be to God. I wouldn't do anything <laughs> I different. Know. People always think I'm <laughs> crazy. I'm like, I Ready can't to wait to get yeah, to heaven. Yeah, that it's like, yeah, because that's what I'm made for. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a good question, though. That is a great question. Thank you for submitting that question. Uh, we have other questions that have come in here, at the actually, at the mustard seed. Um, the next question is, my daughter is getting married next summer, and her fiancé is not Catholic. How much should I pressure him to join RCIA? 
Oh, that's Ooh. a good. I mean, is this should is, you pressure him to join RC? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a great question. I mean, is this? I think it kind of depends on the perspective. Is this coming from from the uh, from the spouse's perspective? That uh, you know, this is the uh, the woman who's marrying the non-Catholic. How much should she mm. uh, pressure him mm-hmm. or not pressure him to be Catholic? Or is this from family members? It sounds like the mother of the bride. Got it. The mother of the bride. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, in a certain respect, uh, respect the truth and charity that. Uh, by being a good witness to living this life, that can that can speak volumes. That if they see that you are a joy-filled Catholic, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not rocket science. That's going to be attractive to other people, mm-hmm. and they'll get. You know, I would think that I want what they have. You know, and that uh, oftentimes will will speak volumes. And you know, I think it, it, there's got to be an individual conversation there. That uh, if the person's open to it, well, yeah, yeah, have have a fruitful dialogue, but. If they seem to be pretty closed off and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, never underestimate the power of prayer. Uh, and this might be even part of that that redemptive suffering, where I see that this person isn't Catholic, uh, or they might not even believe in God at all. Let's say they're a- you know atheists, right. and it just you know it, uh, and that tears you up inside to see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of that is, I mean, that that's a good and holy desire. That it's like I w- I want the best for this person, mm-hmm. and they're not open to it right now. But I'm going to pray for them. I mean, this is like Saint Monica uh, praying for Augustine his whole life. You know, yeah. uh, never underestimate the power of prayer. Amen. And, but have the conversation, you know, and you, you'll know pretty quick if they're open to it or not. So, Father Tim, is part of this also, in a sense, trusting God's time? I mean, mm. absolutely. I know, yeah. uh, you know, there, there are things in my life where I want it now, mm. and I feel it mm. should happen now. Uh, and, and you it, have that too? And it doesn't seem to be happening. And so I want I, I, my hmm. one of my prayers is, do, how do I trust God enough? I mean, how do I, how yeah. do I get there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, the beautiful part about that is that's uh, part of that. I mean, that's life. Yep. You know, that that's our human nature. That it's like, and it, not only that, our, that's a society that we're living in. I want it now. You know, I mean, I could have groceries delivered to my door for crying out loud. I don't even have to get off the couch. Yeah. Um, but God's ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. Uh, and his timing uh, you know, there's so many stories of the saints where, uh, uh, who was it, St. Teresa of Avila? I, I can't remember. She she would go and she would pray. She'd say, Lord, I want you to say something to me. And she would go to this holy hour, you know, every day, nothing. And she'd just kind of get kind of bitter and angry. The next day, same thing, nothing. This went on for years. And then finally, uh, uh, I think she was, uh, I can't remember exactly the circumstance, but she was kind of hashing it out with her Lord. And, and her Lord finally said, well, what was it that we were doing together for the last 12 years? You know, like I was loving on you this whole time. I just wanted you to be with me. Uh, Not necessarily that you had the answer. So, yeah, in his time. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, folks, there is still time. If you have a question for Father Tim Cohen, you can still call in 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. We have another question that has come in here at the Mustard Seed. They have a young adult child who won't go to mass. How much do they push? Hmm. That's a good question. And hmm. Do they live in the home? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't go to mass. How far do you push? Well, in a certain respect, I mean, on one hand, 
okay, they're adults. They, they, they're at the age of reason. I mean, um, they, they are fundamentally responsible for their own decisions. Right. Uh, but I mean, like, you know, it, let's say they're living at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, I, I would think you might be able to kind of crank the, uh, the bolts a little bit tighter that it's mm-hmm. like, hey, my house, my rules, you know, and it's like, I expect those that live under my house to go to mass. Uh, well, and Jerry, you've got older children. Mm-hmm. How do you approach this? Uh, I think kind of what Father, Father Tim's saying is mm-hmm. that you, it, every circumstance is going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You, you, so it's a little tough to give a broad answer, I think. But um, uh, you have the conversation as best you can, given where people are at, and then, you know, go from there. Well, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think at some point, too, you, as a parent, you have to trust their upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, because how many reversion stories do we hear? God willing, it doesn't come to that. But, you know, I think to some point you have to trust God and the way you raised your child. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. In fact, I'm uh, I'm kind of a product of that. You know, in college, I walked away from my faith entirely uh, because it was inconvenient for how I wanted to live. But I was brought up in the Catholic Church, and I was brought up, you know, going to Mass every day, and that always was nagging at me. Uh, and eventually, I praise God, I saw the light and I came back, you know. Uh, uh, so you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, especially if they've been baptized, they've been confirmed, they've been given, they've got every grace that they need. Um, our Lord respects their free will, but our Lord hasn't let go of them, mm-hmm. you know, nor will he, even if they choose to walk away from him. Our Lord still loves them. Um, and, and I appreciated your mention of St. Monica because I think uh, every parent <laughs> who struggles with this issue, uh, ask St. Monica for help. With, oh, with absolutely. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's the poster. It worked. Yeah, poster. yeah, right. <laughs> got St. Augustine out of that deal. Yeah, that wasn't a bad deal. That wasn't a bad deal. Well, we only have one minute left for callers. 877-795-0122. We're talking with Father Tim Cohn this morning on Straight Talk. It's our segment we do every morning from 9.30 to 10, where our local listeners get to call in and ask our local hosts and priests questions. 877-795-0122 is the number. You can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. We still have time to get to them yet this morning. We've got about four minutes left. So, any yeah, I was just going to say, Father Tim, what's what's burning in your heart this morning yeah. that, uh, we, that we maybe should be talking about? <laughs> Actually, I think we've already talked about it. Thanks be to God. I mean, what what struck me, uh, so this last weekend was my first weekend in the parish uh, and, and preaching at all the masses. And and what struck me is just the, the, the power of coming together as one uh, to worship God. I mean, the, the fact that we need each other to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is something, you know, one of the things that struck me over these last years is there's so many people that don't know how good they are uh, and how much our Lord loves them just because they exist. That's Which is it. hard for us to believe. Right, right. You know, I, uh, and and that not only does that pain the heart of Christ, I mean, that, that hurts me personally. That it's just like, I, I want people to know that they're loved. I want them to know not only that they're loved, but that God himself, if they were the only person that existed, he still would have come down and died for you. Uh, and and this is like, we, we have the answer to the world's problems, you know? That it's just like, Jesus loves you. God loves you. And we have him sacramentally here in the church. Come be with him. Come to him. You know, and that's my role is like, I, I, I want to share Jesus with the whole world, you know, mm-hmm. and make sure everyone knows how good they are, how much they're loved. 
And once you know that, and you know that you are a beloved son and daughter of the Father, then you can take those next steps and follow him. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Father Tim, it was a pleasure having you on this morning. Will you, pa- will you part us with your blessing? Oh, absolutely. Heavenly Father, I praise you, and I thank you for the gift of Catholic Radio. Lord, I ask that you would pour your Holy Spirit upon every listener. Fill them with every grace and heavenly blessing, Lord, that they may become the greatest of saints. And may Almighty God bless each of you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you, Father. (laughs) Thanks. Well done. (laughs) All right. Thanks to all those who called in and wrote your questions. Uh, Reminder, tomorrow at 930 Central, every Monday through Friday, you can ask your questions. Up next, Julie Becker will join us to share the good things going on at the St. Francis House. And later in the show, we'll be ready to tour the local area with our 10-minute tour. I'm Heather Caro, and Jerry Kleind is with us. Stay tuned. We're on Real Presence Live. (laughs) 